When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, a couple minutes away from uh, an interview with Rex Lynn, hell of an actor. No question. You guys like him? Yeah, I mean, he was, CSI Miami was a staple on my television growing up. Mm -hmm. And he was also in uh, Rush Hour. Oh, was he? With Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. He was one of the main supporting characters in there there you go what is this now apple is finally changing its text to stop screwing over android users what's that all about you know oh, <clears throat> oh you know about this Brittany? that's not well, i just know okay oh, this the screwing over android thing you can tell if you're in a group chat with people you can tell who has an android mm-hmm. and who doesn't because if they like something it'll like <clears throat> write it out instead of say like showing a heart on your text and then on top of really? it really they picked a color that is less appealing than, like, you know, if I text you, Tom, you'll see blue print. It'll be like a blue back and forth. Oh, they okay. Picked this, they picked a color that was less appealing to the eye. It's kind of this, like, weird green, green uh, if it's an Android user. So I wonder if they got rid of all that. Yeah, essentially every message that's not an iMessage. So if you're somebody that doesn't or isn't connected to Wi-Fi and can't send an iMessage or something like that, then, yeah, it'll turn green as well. That's why, why the difference, just what causes that? Uh, just because. Well, it's probably a power thing. And, well, and they oh, used yeah. to do the thing yeah. with emojis where they would only show up as, like, boxes or they would show up as very cartoonishly drawn. And, yeah, yeah it's like they went out of their way to <laughs> really make did. everything look terrible. So they did it to them on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, because then what happens is all the iPhone people will bully the Android person <laughs> oh, until they just break down and get an iPhone. Why do you think it is that everybody's a tough guy when they're not in your face? Because that's basically what they're doing is they're, they're pestering people remotely. I don't think it's them being a tough guy. I think it's just they think it's funny to poke a little fun at somebody that's not using their products. But why would you do Wouldn't you entice them to use your product instead well, of making yeah, fun of them? Yeah, but if they know that if, hey, if somebody with an Android sends me a emoji and it looks a little bit different, then I'm going to go... Hey, why does yours look like that? And then you have to answer that question a million times of oh, well, yeah. I have an Android. Okay. Yeah. I don't do any of that stuff, so that'll work for I stay at home a lot and you know, like stare out the window. That's what I do. <laughs> Sounds appealing. It's very, very appealing. Believe me, when you get further on in life, you're gonna love it. It's like, oh, there's Probably. nobody near me. It's wonderful. Rex Lynn now joins us, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, sir? just at home staring out the window. I don't blame you. I'd be there. <laughs> hey, listen, if, if I were you, I'd be doing the same thing. 
Rex, you may be talking to your biggest <laughs> fan on earth. I'll tell you that. Well, you just made my day. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? <clears throat> We're doing extremely well, but I just, it's one thing I've been doing. I've been doing morning radio and, uh, you know, podcasts and all the rest for 53 years now. And I, I just, I have my people. Yeah, I, I like everything you've ever been in. I just, you know what I, th- I think it is, Rex, is you're always, you've always been the guy walking and go, yeah, forget about that. Let's get tough. I love that about your characters. Uh, oh, I love it. Well, I appreciate it, man. I've been. I've been really fortunate to to uh, be still working, and, and except for the last five months. And thank you, God, for the strike being over. I voted yes last night officially uh, <laughs> on, the, on the ratification. So I'm I'm done with the picket line. I've, I've had all that I want. So uh, I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah, I tell you, we. Uh, by the way, Rex Lynn uh, with us his uh, TV film roles and helping to promote Reba's book, Not That Fancy, Simple Lessons on Living, Loving, Eating, and Dusting off, and dusting off Your Boots. I like that one. That's a good title. That's great, isn't it? It is a wonderful thing. But, Rex, I mean, CSI Miami, uh, the big sky. You just go down the list of things. Uh, you always play that character that, and I don't, I, I don't know how to describe this, but it, it's kind of like, you know, if I were not that character, but if I got in that same situation, I'd have the exact same attitude that Rex Lynn has. <laughs> you know, oh, man, I need you. I need to have you in my life more often. You're helping me out today, brother. Well, I appreciate that very much, man. I'm just trying to do the best I can. Well, I'm just happy to be going to work when I go to work. I can tell you that. No, that's very true. God, that yeah, that strike must have been a little hard to, to get through, huh? Well, you know what? It, it it really was, but it was really necessary this time. Not that none of them, not that the yeah. rest of them haven't been, but. This one was, this one was important, and it was great to see. You know, we got out. I started off on Warner Brothers, uh, outside Warner Brothers, was my first two or three picket line days, and it was great to see all the A-listers out there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, picketing and everybody. It was really important to everyone. It wasn't just. Uh, it wasn't just. Uh, the, I mean, everybody was out there. It was it was fun to see people picketing and really fighting hard for for what we deserve. And uh, it looks like I mean, I just read the I just read all the agreement last night for the first time. But it looks like you know it's going to really behoove us, and it's going to be a really great thing. I hope you know looks yeah. like it is. Yeah, I mean, you had to battle AI because that is going to get more and more intrusive if you don't. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's not, you know, I kind of thought a while back that AI was in the future. AI is right now. Yes. Yep. I mean, it's not, it's not in the future. It's here and it's that. And that, and, and also our compensation uh, on residuals, uh, that was a big deal from streaming. You know, we, we, we had to really get that changed. And so it looks like uh, we got a great deal of, about, uh, in, in regard to compensation for, for streaming residuals. And so it's just, a, it looks like a great agreement all the way around. So I'm happy. No question about, uh, we're talking to Rex Lynn about uh, Reba's book, Not That Fancy, Simple Lessons on Living, Loving, Eating, and Dusting Off Your Boots. Now, here's a perfect example of why when you jumped on, I wanted to thank you immediately for being you because I've been a fan forever. And I'll read a line and we'll show you exactly, Rex Lynn, why I'm such a big fan. Because you're a big guy, you're a tough guy, strong guy. Uh-huh. But 
Reba calls Rex the love of her life, and Rex has a huge role in Not That Fancy. Reba shares their love story, their favorite recipe for tater tots. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, we had our our first date. We didn't even know it was our first date. Uh, I was uh, still doing, I was doing a series called uh, Young Sheldon, and still in, we got one season left, but I... I, she got. I'd been on it for years, but she got cast on it. And I called her, and uh, we've kept in touch over the years. And I called her and asked her to dinner, and we went to dinner. And, but unbeknownst to both of us, it was a, uh, it was our, officially our first date. Mm-hmm. And after the date, we had this really wonderful meal. There were some other people there uh, with her, um, and then we went to down the road to this little wine bar. And and we got uh, a buddy of mine owns the wine bar. We went in the back to this little VIP room, and the waitress, the girl came in. She goes, "Hey, I know you guys have been to dinner and everything, but we do have a couple special appetizers tonight if you're interested." And Reba said, "What do you What do you got?" And she said, "Well, our favorite, <clears throat> excuse me, our favorite thing that we have are tater tots." She said, "We'll have two orders of tater tots," and I. I am legendary. I have legendary nicknames for people, and I don't. The thing about them is they have to present themselves. Uh, I, I don't premeditate them, and um, and I don't care if you like them or not. And if they stick, they just stick. Well, right when she said tater tots, I just looked at her and said, "That is your new nickname." And uh, so, uh, I, 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 she immediately became tater tot to me. So, but that's one of our favorite meals. I don't remember where I, it had to be on CSI Miami though. But one of the first things uh, that I really liked about you as an actor is uh, you're you know you present yourself and you're a pretty big guy, like I said, and you got that attitude, especially on CSI Miami. You had kind of an edge to you. But my favorite thing is you used a line that I say all the time: uh, a perpetrator was trying to get be a tough guy with you, and your character said. Yeah, I wouldn't do that if I were you, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. I love. Oh, it. I love that. <laughs> you, you know, one one uh, one line I improv. They never let me improv on CSI Miami. It was always, you know, you had to stick to the dialogue that was written. Sure. But I was in. I was in uh, the jail cell with this guy. They, Crusoe and I were in there with this the criminal, and and he said, "I said we're we're he is missing his identity." bracelet and i said where's your bracelet he said i don't know i lost it and i said i'm gonna ask you again where, where's the bracelet and he said I, I lost it and i said it just came out i just said do i have dumbass written all across my bald forehead <laughs> and and they said at the end of it they said cut and i looked at david and i said man i'm gonna get in trouble for this and the writers came over and said what did you say? And David said, just let him say it. It's good. And they kept it. So Wonderful. I was happy for that. So. You know, Rex, 10 minutes is not long enough. You're going to have to fly into town and come in the, come in the studio. It's all there is to it. Well, I would love to. And I tell you what, you guys, uh, if you don't have not that fancy right now, you need to get it. You can get it on Amazon or, or, or Barnes & Noble or, or anywhere on the Google machine. Uh, it's a great book, especially if you're a, if you're a Reba fan, you're going to love it. It's not just about food; it's about lifestyle and, and her life and, and things that are important to her. And it's a really, really great book. And I hope I hope everybody 
uh, grabs a hold of it. I'll tell you what, I know you got to go, but I will close with a, with a line about Reba because she was terrific on Big Sky. And I didn't know, she reminds me a lot of my wife, a beautiful woman who's tough as hell. I loved her. Oh, good. Well, she had a great time on the show. And, and you know, uh, I, I was I couldn't wait. To, at one point, we thought she was going to be the killer in it, and because uh, oh. they, they didn't know who was going to be it, and, and uh, so it was a lot of fun to see her in that kind of that kind of role. And she knocked it out of the ballpark. Yep, she was great. She it was, was fun indeed. to watch. Not That Fancy Simple Lessons on Living, Loving, Eating, and Dusting Off Your Boots is available everywhere. And Rex Lynn, one of these days, we're going to have to have a little lunch somewhere or something. We'll hook up somewhere, man. I'd love it. Thank thank you for the kind words. We appreciate it. And remember, now, it's not that fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. He just closes with it. I love that guy. How tall is he? Because he looks like a big guy. But you never know in, in Hollywood... I mean, he's broad-shouldered and all the rest of it, but he looks like he's a pretty big, tall guy, I think. Six foot four. Well, there you go. (laughs) And it's funny that he says that he wasn't allowed to ad-lib, so which means that David Caruso didn't come up with all those cheesy lines to open up the movie. I wonder if he ever rolled his eyes, like, really, David's got to say this? Yeah. See, I agree with you 100%, because some of those lines like, oh, really? Oh, there was one episode I remember specifically where somebody was stabbed in, like, the chest with an icicle and dies. And the, what? it was, like, probably Rex's character is like, oh, that's cold. And then David Caruso's just like, no, it's ice cold. There you go. Music, yep, music plays. Let's go. You gotta have loud music. I did love that show, though, CSI Miami. It was fantastic. It's a damn good show. Uh, 11 seasons, I think. I think it was about 11 seasons. Oh, like I that. feel like it's been out longer of, than that. Yeah, I would have assumed that it was. Oh, really? Oh, no, it was only 10 seasons. Wow, it was only 10, only 10 seasons. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was eleven, but it was only ten. That's I th- amazing. Yeah. I think I get thrown off just because there's like seven different CSI shows. Yeah, it, it was no, great. Yeah. yeah, when it was, it was just CSI Miami. Obviously, the regular CSI, and then I think New York. The regular CSI was just was that Las Vegas? Um, yes, I believe yes, that was yes, Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Yep, you're right. And then yeah, then they started adding CSI. You know, Dubuque, Iowa, and <laughs> I don't know about that. CSI Fargo, <laughs> yeah, New York. I don't every, know about Dubuque. It was, it was like every <laughs> city that there's a real Housewives show in also had CSI in it. God, now you just gave me another great thought that popped up because Gary Sinise was a star of CSI New York, mm-hmm. and he's come on on the show all the time because he does a lot of a lot of charity work and all that stuff. Just yep. a really nice guy. He came on the show once. He goes, Tommy. I got, I'm so excited, man. I had a great night, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again today, and I'm just so fired up. This guy's a big, huge TV star. He's been in a ton of movies. I mean, what was the name of his character? The, uh, something about Dan. The, the, he was in the uh, band. Uh, what the hell movie is that? He was terrific in it. It doesn't matter. But um, he was all fired up about I said, man, oh, this guy's a huge star. I said, Gary, what are you so excited about? He goes, you know, I do Cadillac commercials. I said, yeah, I see your Cadillac commercials all the time. He goes, you know who I just did a couple of commercials with? Man, it was so exciting. I said, who? He goes, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant and I. I got to ride her with him all day. He was all fired up because he got to meet Robert Plant. Yeah. And then I told him I had lunch with Robert Plant once at, at uh, the deli in New York, which is no longer the Carnegie's not even there anymore, which pisses me off. But 
I didn't know I was having lunch with Robert Plant. He was just sitting next to me because he just sat at these benches, you know, kind of picnic tables, they kind of looked like. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he was sitting right next to me. We're talking the whole time. And then all of a sudden, I introduced myself. And he said, yeah, I'm Robert Plant. And I went, Jesus. I didn't even know it was him. How cool. But he was so excited. I got to ride around with Robert Plant. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear what celebrities, other celebrities yeah. get yeah. excited yeah. to see. Like mm -hmm. there was one, uh, Chance the Rapper, he was getting interviewed on some red carpet after an award show, and Beyonce walks behind him oh, and yeah. just kind of taps him on the shoulder, and she keeps walking. And he turns and looks, and then he like does a double take, and <laughs> he like stops and he's like, that's Beyonce. Oh, oh my gosh, she just touched my shoulder. Like he just freaks out. I'm like, oh yeah, it's always fun to see this whole. You ever met moments. her? No. You Not would know. Beyonce? You would know if I met Beyonce because I would be a changed person. I'd float in here. <laughs> Is she? I mean, I, she's stunningly beautiful. Yeah. You get from everything I've heard is she's a wonderful person to be yep. around. Every once in a while, yep. you'll hear maybe somebody's like, "Well, she's not as nice as she seems," but I feel like overall, ten out of ten person to meet. And she's married to Jay Z, or who's, yep, yeah, she's married to Jay Z. I, I happen to know this because there's a, a place called Little Palm Island down in Florida. It's amazing. It was an island that was bought by the Kennedy family to shoot the movie PT One Hundred Nine. They okay. bought the island to shoot the movie. And the old man had electricity and plumbing and all that stuff go out to the island. And it was, it was just a great place to hang out and see all these different people. And God, now we love, what the hell what were we just talking about? Uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce. Beyonce. And Jay oh, yes, there you go. So Jay-Z and Beyonce bought the island about, I don't know, a few hundred feet down the shore. They bought the island and they were building a house on it. And then they realized their yacht was so big they couldn't park it next to the island. Yeah, they they have obscene amounts of money. They do. They, yes. There was a report years ago that their commute from wherever they were living in like Jersey or something, they had to commute to New York, and it took them an hour and a half with traffic. And Jay Z didn't like that, no. so they bought a helicopter so they could just fly in, land, oh, and leave. And people will have um, the debate of would you take. A million or like five hundred thousand dollars in cash, or dinner with Jay Z, where he can like teach you how to become successful. Give me the and everybody, cash. everybody goes, "Oh, dinner with Jay Z is going to give me so much wisdom." And somebody tracked down Jay Z and asked him, and he was like, Phenomenal. "Don't be an idiot. Take the money." <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, he was like, "Don't have dinner with me." Speaking of rich people, by the way, remember a couple of weeks ago I brought up the fact that uh, one of the one of the Estee Lauder family, I think it's Colin Lauder, I think is his name, mm -hmm. bought bought Rush Limbaugh's house and tore it down. Oh, did he? Yeah, he bought, well, when Rush bought the house in 1998, he, he paid, I think, $3.8 million for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Connor Lauder bought it for $110 million and tore it down. Oh, a million-dollar teardown? No, like a $100 million teardown. Yeah. How wild. <clears throat> so I got a little bad news for the Lauder family. Did you read uh, any Estee Lauder stories this morning? No. Oh, no. Nope. You might want to look it up. They have dropped $15 billion this year. Oof. Their net worth dropped by $15 billion. Yeah, might have wanted to run some numbers before tearing the old house down. Yeah, yeah. just maybe. Maybe that outdated kitchen isn't as annoying as you think. Yeah. I should probably look that up, that story up, and see what, what that, how could they have, I mean, because that was $100 million, but $15 billion, that's hard to spend that much money. 
I like I can't even fathom that like in no. my head. Like that's uh, obviously I can I understand like that's a large number, but like the actual amount of money I don't even. If you gave me a week or even a month, maybe even a, give me a year, I don't think I could like spend just willy nilly fifteen billion dollars. I wouldn't. Think no, so. you, it's probably I, almost impossible. I don't know how you could do that. Does it? Did anybody know? You guys looking it up? Yeah. So I mean, this is, looks like it's from November first, and yeah, their stock crashed nineteen percent to oh. a six-year low, oh. where they lost nearly three billion as of November first. So yeah, it's continued to go down. Then only twelve billion more after that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So the product they make, the one I can obviously think about is makeup. Mm-hmm. What what else do they put out, Tom? That I'm missing. Like what? I have no idea. What what the? Have you ever seen her house in Palm Beach? No. It is almost as big as the hotel that's right next door to it. <laughs> oh my like, God! Jesus, Palomino. That house is huge. Those kids can spend some money, so, but I don't know how. How do you recover? Because I think their net worth was—I don't. Well, I don't even know how much their net worth was. But if you've dropped fifteen billion, can you recover from that? Yeah, I mean, you had fifteen over fifteen billion to lose. So I, guess. I mean, and I'm sure it's not like they're now living on the street trying to figure out how they're going to pay the bills. But yeah, I mean, it's. I don't want to wake up one day and find out that I lost fifteen billion dollars. Uh, I can tell you that. Does so it say? They, it, go ahead. Oh, sorry. They they own a bunch of companies. Yeah. And they're mostly makeup, but I can oh. kind of feel out when I hear all the brands. I can kind of feel out the oh. outdatedness. Okay, so they're all makeup, but like Bobby Brown, okay, good. Too Faced, not so great. Mac Cosmetics, okay. They have a lot of buildings. Lemur is really high end. Bumble and Bumble. It's okay. But here's the thing is, uh, Clinique, you never hear about Clinique anymore. No, not at all. And a, a lot of this, land, you know, I could be wrong, but a lot of this landscape is now celebrity cosmetics mm-hmm. came out so oh, much sure. in the last two or three years. So like the Kylie uh, lip, you know, liner, the Jeffree Star, things like that. So I don't know if they're just not moving with the times because like I never hear about Clinique ever anymore. No, they almost need to... F- find the next big celebrity and give them their own line of makeup under their Estee Lauder, whatever, and that's how they can help recover. God, you just gave me a perfect transition word. Picking the right guy. Do you see who might run for president of the United States? No, but I'm excited. The Rock. No, he's not. He's thinking of running for president of the United States. I mean, can we can we be a serious like group no, of people for never like, again. five minutes? Never no, again. You're right. What are we doing? Well, you're not gonna like this then, because full disclosure. <laughs> don't say that. I would vote don't for the Rock. You would, I would vote for the Rock there you go. right now today. No. What's wrong with you? No, he doesn't. Like, he can't talk to diplomats across the world. I don't care. What are we doing if, here? If if we oh. ever get into a situation. Situation where he's got to wrestle somebody or put the camouflage on and go save somebody or get into a fast car and drive and and jump across like two bridges with Vin Diesel. Okay, let's go. I'm defeated. Can, as a didn't Ronald Reagan do all those things? Isn't this what his TV show premise is about? Like, it can't be real. This is so stupid. That's just like his, the young rock is like they're interviewing him while he's running for president yeah. and he's looking back at his life. Like, it's not real, Tevin. It can't be real. Well, Don't make the, it real. Donald Trump wasn't supposed to be really running for president either. Yeah, true. And now look at where we're at. And if we're going to have 
why not? Crazier things have happened. Well, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, twenty twenty whatever. Let's go. Arnold Schwarzenegger ran for right. for governor, and he won, and he was nothing more than an actor who couldn't even speak English. Right. So there you, you go. You know what? I'm worried that Tevin doesn't know what year we're voting for president right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like, 2024. Right. I, think I, I just don't want The Rock to be in, like, a bunker and then be like, yeah, order missile strike on that village. And then he's like, there's, like, a weird silence in the room, and he's like, if you're some man. Okay, he's not breaking out into a Moana <laughs> song. What are you talking about? What, no, that's just like that's The Rock. That's wrestling. What are you talking about? And if he's going to bring, here's what I'm hoping for. The Look Rock, how excited he the is Rock, over this. The Rock, 20, if, if he decides to run in 2024, great. If I were him, I'd wait till the next presidential cycle. You get Kevin Hart on board to be his vice president because oh, they're best buds. You're an unserious Let's person. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Such an unserious person. <laughs> AJ's going home. <laughs> think of, AJ, think of all the money we save on security. He, the Rock okay. can protect himself. That's he does true. not need security. Yeah, that's true. And for the Rock, I'm not upset at you. I'm upset that there are real people who like legitimately have that thought. Oh yeah. Well, like that's the thing. Like people out there are like, no, I'd abs- I 100 percent would. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, that's like when Donald Trump, I remember after he got elected, people were going, well, who should run next? And they're like, well, Oprah should run for president or Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks. He should run for president. And right, it's like, you right. can't just take, you know, whatever business person or successful in their field and throw them into the office. So, no, the, if The Rock was president, it'd probably be terrible for the country. <laughs> but at this point, it's all a reality show anyway. So who cares? <laughs> One of the great things about it is I believe he announced it on the Joe Rogan show. I think that was the first time he brought it up. Mm-hmm. And when he said it, Rogan did this. He goes, uh, I'm thinking about running for president. And Rogan goes, <laughs> <laughs> falls backward in his chair. It's like, oh, my God. Uh. So I get I, I don't know if he's serious, but he did say, what in front of you, you got it, that he is serious? I'm, I'm looking it up, and it doesn't... Uh... If he's I would actually, be surprised if he's actually serious. If he's serious, I might I might shut the stream off. We might be done for the day. <laughs> I'm I dying. Need, I need time to process all of that. You don't think it'd be too good for the country? Is that what you're Could saying? Could you imagine him giving like the State of the Union maybe, or something? Maybe I. I mean, I I think that would be fine because he's like he's a promo guy. He did WWE for all that time. Right. Well, but can you I, like, smell what the Rock is cooking in the Oval Office? I would, I would love to see him like just any politician like. And how does this legislation make you feel? And, you know, like Mitch McConnell steps up and he's like, well, it doesn't matter how it makes you feel. Yeah. <laughs> See, this. Tom, this yeah. is when I, when I kind of fall into, like, where British people might have it right. Like, we should have the front-facing people who pretend to be running yes. the country and then the actual, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I, Rock can be – he can make all the speeches – he can dance around in his little outfits in front of the, the you know the White House. I don't care, but like I do want actual people who know how the system works to be working. So we don't have so, anybody like that now. No, I I don't say we did, but like I'm just saying at this point we should split it in two of like who we're voting for and who we see out in the front being like, look at me, I'm a politician, and then like somebody out back being like, these are I hope he does that. Look at me, I'm a politician. What did he sing, like an old pirate song? <laughs> yes. Coming to a theater near you, Congress the Musical. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's running as a Republican or a Democrat. I have no idea what his politics are. I don't even care. But can you believe, can you imagine... 
being a tough guy running your mouth about The Rock like they do about, you know, oh. Trump and Biden. Right. But, well, even <laughs> this, what was it, the other day when the two, the one Congress guy or whatever in the, they got into a fight oh in whatever God, meeting yeah. they were having. Nobody's going to challenge The Rock. No. To, you want to come up here and fight right now? <laughs> Absolutely. I just rips out of his suit, Incredible Hulk style. He just uh, flexes once and it tears to shreds. So you're not wild about the idea, huh? And maybe I'm being closed-minded, but it's just like, I, like, I want to hear, like, what sort of, like, tax reform does he have? Like, what does The Rock have any plan to do other than just, like, it'd be cool to be president? That's what I think. That's true. Like, he's just like, yeah, it'd be cool. Absolutely true. We'll take a break. Be right back. We'll get Timmy Lammer's opinion on Rock as president of the United States right after this. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 801 now. It's a minute after 8 o'clock. It's, what is it? Bob Sansevier Sports is brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Brad Sean Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. It's like 39. It's cold out. I mean, you would think 39 wouldn't feel that cold, but relatively it it's freezing. Yeah. Yeah. It's brisk. It's br- brisk. There you go. Mm-hmm. See, brisk. Now we're talking. I like that. No question about it. In any case, Sam's Christmas Village and Light Tour offers the ultimate Christmas experience located in Somerset, Wisconsin, on the scenic Apple River. Sam's Christmas Village is sure to light up the sky. It's woodsy. It's magical and fun for all ages. This brand new holiday event will feature over 12 million Christmas lights in the European style Christmas market. Get your exclusive half-price deal from Hubbard Broadcasting today while supplies last. There will be more than just a handful of local vendors present to take care of all your food and drink needs. Plus, for kids and families, you can rent s'mores cabins complete with hot chocolate, a fire pit, and a personal visit from Santa Claus. And new this year, a dinosaur light park exhibit and real live actual reindeer to see and feed them snacks. Once again... Get a $40 admission for two adults for half price on our half price deals page. For details, we have a shared half price deals landing page on scorenorth.com and click the deals page to buy your discounted tickets to Sam's Christmas Village and Light Show. Why is it Score North site? Why wouldn't it be ours? It's, uh, from my understanding, it's one that like all, if all of the like Hubbard stations are just sharing. That's like the main destination i guess for it why that's a great question i don't i'm not in those meetings i'm not sure to be anymore either i'll tell you that i can guarantee you that shit okay let's move forward let's do it we'll plow plow through headed out go well you know we get do i have to talk about the vikings today i don't know if you have to (sighs) it's sad It's depressing. It goes with the weather. They it was <laughs> it goes with the weather. It, it yeah. They should have won that game. Like they were the better team. No doubt. The entire game. And then the last the second to last drive where we marched on the field, it looked like we weren't even trying to score a touchdown. We were rather just trying to kick a field goal. Didn't make any sense. The defense magically just started becoming a sieve. Oh they're, god. They're frustrating. 
We have no running backs. Our running backs all suck. Alexander Madison is terrible. He's terrible. He like just he's terrible. terrible. Ty Chandler did pretty well, but yeah. yeah. Yep. Alexander Madison, I don't understand what he's how he still gets playing time. I don't get it either. Our pass rush sucks. That's the other thing. We didn't get near the quarterback, did we? No, I thought they did all right. I thought our did defense, they? considering the fact that we gave them a lot of short fields on offense and yeah. held them to five field goals, I think they played really well. Wanham had a sack. Um, it was one of Hunter those where, had a sack. like, they looked really good, I think, most of the game. And then that last drive when it's like, yep. this is where you want that sack to come. And yeah. they just couldn't do it. And then Smaz yep. AP Ryan getting, like, a short dump off. And then he picks up eight more yards. Just, I know. And the thing about it is, what were we at one point? Like, it was... We were lining up to take a field goal and kick the field goal, and we, we yeah, move forward. And then nothing after that. Yep. That magnificent play. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. it was. And then Josh Dobbs feels like he fumbles every other time he touches a football. No doubt about it. Like, it just was not I, good. Yeah. I think the guy would be probably pretty good if he didn't work for seven other teams. And <laughs> I mean, they all got rid of him for some reason. Right. I thought he was looking good the first couple of games he played. Yeah, and he he looked, I would say, this game the same he did the rest of the games. It's just when you win, now all of a sudden it looks like he's about to be the next Patrick Mahomes. Like even on the broadcast, his touchdown that right. he threw, um, Collinsworth was like, I don't want to say he's Patrick Mahomes, but that play looked a lot like Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, okay, everybody calm down. He <laughs> yeah, is exactly. mobile, which we're not used to seeing because Kirk Cousins is not mobile, but Dobbs can't really throw the football that well. Yeah, I think the frustrating yeah, part, too, is that on the fumble that he had on the very first drive of the game, the hit that caused the fumble technically could have been called as like spearing because they yes. lowered the crown of the helmet, and even the rules analyst on the broadcast was like, you know, they missed that call there, but we're going to keep moving forward. And then they get the field goal from mm-hmm. that same thing on the Alexander Madison fumble. Probably should have called it there, too. And, yeah. you know, that's points that add up. And I'm not saying that those are the two main reasons that the Vikings lost the game. There's a million things, mm-hmm. but it would have been nice to have those points back. Yeah, and there was a there was a potential late hit. I believe it was on a punt return or kick return on the sideline There were that yeah. didn't mm-hmm. get called. So, yeah, there were a few or quite a few plays where it almost felt like what is the what do the refs have money on this game? Like, why are we not <laughs> yeah. throwing yeah. these Bounty plays? Gate, yeah. that's, I texted my group chat. I was like – Sean Payton, is it just a coincidence by trying to connect dots that aren't there, but this feels like another bounty gate. I have a question for you. Is he maybe the biggest prick ever born? 1,000%. I don't even feel bad oh, about God. saying it. I don't either. He, what a jerk. I've not heard one person say anything nice about him. <laughs> I yeah. haven't either. Like I've his never family. seen him do like charity work. No. I've never seen him. like They don't no. bring people. You know. Yeah, it's just everything I see about him is, makes me not like him more. Yeah. I am right there shoulder to shoulder with you, man. I just don't get why is he such a pain in the ass? Well, and because my favorite Sean Payton moment was the Minneapolis Miracle game. Right before that play, he was on the sidelines doing the skull clap and chant or chanting and uh, taunting all the fans that were kind of by the Saints bench because he thought they were about to win the game and go to the next round of the playoffs. And then we hit the Minneapolis Miracle and he had to sit there and eat crow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you, Sean Payton. I couldn't agree more. I've heard, I've never talked to the guy myself, but I've heard from many people, he's just a raging prick. Yeah. Kind of like most of the people in radio. You know what I'm saying? Thank oh, you yeah. Very much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, actually we were out to dinner last night, so I only saw the second half of the game, so I didn't see the first half at all. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know. I had some feeling it wasn't going to. It went too smoothly for. I've been a Viking fan since I was 15 years old. When everything's going that smoothly, you're about to get kicked right in the nuts. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's just how the Vikings are, and they've always been that. There is no way they should have lost that game. No. And, and of course, it was Russell Wilson, who we have our own track record with, and Sean Payton just kicked a square in the, the groin. In the groin, ladies and gentlemen. The groin, I say. No, it was uh, very difficult. I mean, they're four and five. We're five and four. Uh, you can't beat a four and five team that's got nothing going. Yeah, they're uh, they're and after especially after the year they had last year. And if you don't want to talk about the Vikings, we can always talk about your magnificent Gopher. Oh my team. God! <laughs> they, I mean, <laughs> not expecting thirty-seven to three. Yeah, not expecting oh them to beat Ohio State to begin no, with. No. But, Put up some sort of fight. Just the saddest field yeah. goal of all time. Yeah. You're down 30. Yeah, let's go ahead. And I guess, yeah, we don't want to go for it. <laughs> I, I know. Just kick a field goal. You're down by what? At the time, 30 points? Something like that, yeah. Oh, God. I, yeah. It, uh, yeah, no. Stormed the field. Didn't get shut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get rid of that. What's that other Hunyuk's name, that Peter Boyle or whatever oh, his name is? Uh, Mark Croyle. Mark Croyle. What's his Coyle? name? Peter Boyle. Peter, Peter Boyle. Boyle. <laughs> that's somebody I know. That's the, that's the husband of Susan Boyle who was on Britain's Got Talent. But no, Mark, Mark Coyle oh, is the name you're Mark thinking. Mark Coyle. The, the, the uh, terrible singer. I thought she Susan was Susan Boyle. Or was she, oh no, she looked like she was. Everybody thought she was going to be a terrible singer because they judged her off of her appearance. And yes. then she was a great singer. Yeah, she was like a was. trained opera singer. Yes. Wait a minute, who's married to her? Oh, sorry, that was just a joke. Because yeah. Oh, it was yeah. The name. Oh, but, okay. Because well, of the name. You, Brittany, do you remember her? Oh yeah, I, I do. know Susan Boyle. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I for some reason that like sticks out. I don't. I have no. She probably has done nothing since like 2011, but right. I remember mm-hmm. her very vividly in my mind. Well, she's a great singer, but she yeah. looked just a little older than my grandmother. Remember how old she looked? And she wasn't that old. She looked very old. But they ended up giving her a little bit of a makeover. Oh, did they? Yeah, she... uh, But it was, like, really beautiful because she sang, I think, Les Mis or some opera song Mm -hmm. she came out, and it was just beautiful. And I think she put out some CDs. But I'll I'll double-check on what's going on with Susan Boyle. See, Nick, you guys are cheering me up today because you just reminded me of something someone I heard someone say on the radio. And you'd know who it is, but I'm not going to say her name. Because she's actually kind of a friend. Not, not a great friend, but a, a friend. She actually was on the show. This is many years ago. I'm listening to her show. And she said, I must tell you, my new favorite of all time. And I just adore this play. It's just wonderful. I'm, I'm all in on Les Mis. Uh, was it Les Mis? What is that, a racy porno? <laughs> <laughs> What? It's like an off-brand. She yeah. said Les Mis. Les Mis. Oh. Although there are words where if you read them before you hear them, you just go with whatever yeah. is first to but your mind. Who doesn't know Les Le Miserables? Yeah. I thought it was Les Miserables. Blah. Oh. Les. Oh. Blah. See? Blah. 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 Let's go see Les Miserables. Let's all vomit on Phil Mackey. What do you say? Yes. Let's go to the real theater guy here. Yeah. Oh, the real theater guy. Yes. <laughs> I, my wife and I did go see a couple months ago. We saw Shane at the Guthrie, mm. one of the the great Western okay. movies oh, turned sure. into a play. Yeah. It was very good. It was very I'm good. Glad to hear that. No intermission, by the way. Just hour and twenty minutes. 
You well, know, that's get you bad. out of there real fast. Get a cocktail, sit down, hour and 20 minutes, clap, get out of there. I don't, you don't need three hours with an intermission. That's too long. Too I long. Don't, don't know how many years ago it was, but as many, many years ago, and I haven't been to a play at the Guthrie since, but they were doing, uh, what's the big Christmas play they do every year? It's uh, the uh, a Christmas night, Carol. The Christmas Carol. Is that what they do? Yeah. Is that what it is? So. Uh, they cut one of the characters out of the play because they thought it was too uh, politically incorrect. Scrooge? Did they cut Scrooge out? One of them. I think that mean? might, you might be right. Yes, you might. They cut the guy out of a place. What is that play? 150 years old? Oh, at least, right? I mean, maybe 200. In, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe yeah. 300. Who knows? No, no, we're, we're, we know better. We're going to cut that character out of the play. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. That stuff's getting really old. You know, we should have mm-hmm. cut Alex Madison, Alexander Madison, out of the Vikings. I like it. That's right. a good call. You talk of... about Les Mis. <laughs> Les yeah. Miserable. Let's just go Les, with Miserable. Uh, Les, hang on to the football once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Les, get Dalvin Cook back. Is it too yeah, late yeah. to bring him back? Yeah, Les, uh, let's see about uh, the Bears next Monday, maybe. <laughs> well, that's a Monday night, too, isn't it? It is, yeah. Th- that'll be, I think the Vikings should handle business in that one. But, yeah, yeah last night was just, uh, just one of the, they moved the ball up and down the field. The Broncos, you've got like a cardboard cutout version of Russell Wilson out there just yes. running around like he's 50 years old. And yep. uh, the Vikings just couldn't stop shooting themselves in the foot, which is kind of like every Viking season ever, I feel like. Phil, I got to be honest with you, I am in agony right now because when I was with Capitol Records, I spent a lot of time in Detroit, you know, obviously the R&B section and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. All I hear now from those people, what, 45 years later, look where the lions are, Tommy. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Finally. So like we told you, we predicted this 45 years ago. It just takes time. <laughs> I look at the lions are in first place. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dude, it is it is uh it is a weird yeah the division being led by the lions and it's not a fluky lions team no. too they're legitimately no. one of the they probably are. five best teams in the NFL yep and uh and they've got a professional wrestler as a head coach basically this <laughs> Dan Campbell if you get a chance if if the audience hasn't you can just google Dan Campbell Lions locker room speech and oh. just pick any number of them oh. but he just he's got He's got the voice. You guys, you guys, Madden. And he, he goes, to, so he goes to Starbucks every morning and he orders the two largest, I don't even, is it, are they called Venti's? I think it's Venti. Yeah, I believe so. And he orders two of those and he chugs both before he starts anything at practice or just, yeah, I, uh, it, just really? mainlining caffeine. Can oh, you tell God. me that at least it's iced? Because like that. Is an alarming thought to think about him downing hot coffee. I think it's iced. I'm pretty sure it's iced. Oh, yeah, I would hope God. so. All, but although it wouldn't surprise me if it was just scalding hot coffee and he's the get this is how men drink their coffee in the morning. Because wasn't he the guy as well with the biting kneecaps speech oh, yeah. when he first got hired? Yeah. Yes. He he's a character. We're gonna we're gonna so Dan, what's your uh, what's your coaching strategy gonna be with the Lions? We're gonna we're gonna bite their kneecaps. We're gonna kidnap their children and murder their Dan. Whoa, dude! Right. Calm down. Strangle their pets. Like no. out of all body parts, like kneecaps. That's what you're gonna go for well, with your teeth. There was yeah. some sort of like if you get knocked down and you gotta you know get knocked down twice, get back up three times. But his was a we're gonna bite the kneecaps on the way up to I don't know. I'm he's, like a, he's like a Yorkie. 
So I do have to say my uh, one-and-a-half-year-old has now adapted that tactic at school, and we are our, our daycare, and we are terrified she's getting kicked out. So I would tell him that it's probably not the one Well, she's, want. like, biting people? Yeah, Phil. She's There's seven kids in her class, and she's bit five. Oh, um, she's a serial some, biter. She's yo, Jaws. Yeah, she, bottom, bottom. Like, <laughs> so I was like, should we get her one of those, like, a little Hannibal Lecter masks or... Get her a cone that you put on your dog when you don't want to lick himself. <laughs> you it's like, it's like uh, have you guys seen the movie Con Air? And Steve, Steve Buscemi plays this like yeah. horrific serial killer. Yes. And he and they keep him caged up in the back so that he can't interfere with all the other passengers. Maybe that's uh, what yeah. has to happen. Uh, I rewatched Con Air about like eight months ago. Not really. You guys. That movie's wild. The whole plot is just wild. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Put the bunny down. It's Nick. It's like peak Nicholas Cage. Nicholas oh. Cage had a run there in the nineties. He punched somebody so hard they died. Like that's how it starts, and then he goes to jail or like extreme prison for life. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he's he, being attacked, and I get that his his hands are technically lethal weapons because he's like, a, isn't he like a special forces? Right. right. Uh, but it's like, okay, he's being attacked by three men in a dark parking lot. He defends himself. Nope, you're going to jail for no, prison, years. like max prison <laughs> right. like yeah. a Russian, with serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell are you life. guys talking about? We got man. sidetracked and talked about Con Air. That's yeah, we right. from talking about uh, the Lions head coach, Dan Campbell, to talking about Nicolas Cage and Con Air. All right. right. Yeah. You, you yeah. stand up for 10 seconds and the conversation just completely sidetracked. Oh. Can I ask you one question? I had to go down the hall and talk to somebody quickly. Yeah. And then this guy walked past us. I can't show you because I can't move the camera, but I'm going to do my impression of. Okay, so when I walk, and I don't, I guess this is unusual. My feet are very straight when I walk, and I don't know why that is. I guess it's unusual when that happens. They either turn in a little bit or out a little bit, mm -hmm. but not straight. This guy was like. <laughs> full, full pigeon feet. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? How could you even walk like that? Uh, was it the clown from It? Just I think coming so. Down the <laughs> I think it was, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. It was the clown from It. But no, I'm not criticizing the guy. I just don't understand how your legs would do that. Yeah, there are some people where their natural standing posture, you're like, how do you not just tear every ligament in your <laughs> That's knee? That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. Like, what the hell? All right, so we're done pissing on the Vikings, I hope, because that's why I yeah. left. I didn't want to well, hear anymore because I was going to start screaming. No, I mean, I'm happy to piss more. Listen, <laughs> well, I got plenty more. I have well, hours I, more where that came from. And quick, because you said you didn't watch the first half. No, I did not. You would have hated the way the game started. They called, like, for as much credit as we give Kevin O'Connell for being a great coach with us, Job Dobbs stuff, he made one of the most bizarre play calls. He really? takes his quarterback, Josh Dobbs, puts him at running back, takes his tight end, who normally doesn't play quarterback and puts him under center and decides we're going to run a little toss play and has our tight end pitch it to our quarterback who then decides to fumble the football after getting a helmet-to-helmet -helmet tackle. So, and three, in fairness, the, the defender did come in illegally, like he, he did. torpedo helmet into Josh Dobbs' he, chest. He the did. Ball the, ball, the ball was out, I believe, just a hair before the torpedo incident. But just the overall thought of let's have multiple points Why? of people that have never done this before yeah. other than yep. in practice. And, like, you could have fumbled it on the – Exchange from center, then we've got him. He's going to pitch. Like it just all made no sense. I mean, it's kind of like having Brittany on a pot. Oh, wait a minute, Brittany's here no. today. Oh, yeah. I heard <laughs> <that>. <laughs> 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 
Take that home with you. Who's the closet lady? What's happening? (laughs) The closet lady. But yeah. In there with her cats and her dresses. I'll be honest with you. I just, I, the Vikings had the lead the whole time I was, uh, I was out uh, with my family having dinner. It was very special. By the way, honest to God, so many nice people. Uh, We, I literally took pictures of people and said hello for about an hour and a half. It was just, they, we were taking pictures together and they were big, big fans of the old show and all that stuff. And I just, we got to let those people know this show's on because not one of them had ever heard of this show. Not one, not about 200 people. You need to be like, uh, what's the movie with Robert Redford? Indecent Proposal, where he has business cards that just say his name on the. There's no I contact information. It just good idea. You need just it just says TomBernardShow.com, and you just pass them out to people. But like I that. have this show, and why, I have this job. Why do I have to have another job? Well, no, I'm saying when you're out and about and people want to take pictures, and boy, I miss you on the radio. You hand them the little business card that says. But that's what I'm gonna have to do. Yeah. So you know. Why don't you print them out for me and send them over? <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get right on that. Hey, he'll get on that for you. you know? <laughs> but honest to God, so many nice people. Oh, this thing. I, I know we're doing sports here, but I got to mention, because everybody's name came up at uh, the Doobie Brothers and Eagles concert on Saturday night. It was packed 21,000 people. Wow. Holy Hannah, that place wow. was packed. But we had the most beautiful suite. It was literally right in the center, so you would look straight ahead at the, yes. at the mm-hmm. stage. It was just a magnificent night. Ran into tons. Doug Sprinthal and I are walking down the street to the event. We get stopped like four times by, by people. You know, just, hey, God, I knew that was you guys and blah, blah, blah. It was just such a sweetheart of a night. And then, you know, I, Michael... Honest to God, Michael McDonald is what a So we, did, we got, Michael McDonald did show up with the doobies. He we did. got the Michael McDonald. Oh. He did. Is that, I love, uh, he just pops in and sings the high notes for like a third phenomenal. of the song. Such a long way to, and then he's gone, you know. Just, no then he comes back. I love it when he does that. Because he does, he I'll goes, forget. that's exactly how he <laughs> sings right there. Because I don't know if it was Sprinthal or who it was, but they had me doing that. And, they, and then, because I used to do that on the air all the time. He came from somewhere back in a long ago. You can sprinkle Michael McDonald into anything. You know? Yeah, you, you could. Just be, you could. You know? God, just he... talking, uh, Josh Dobbs is a... <laughs> <laughs> Josh Dobbs sucks. And I... <laughs> <laughs> but the whole team is worse. Can we do that? I have a Michael McDonald story for you, actually. Oh, I love it. So I'm a huge Yacht Rock fan. And Yacht Rock meaning like late yeah. 70s, yep. early 80s, sort of corny, soft rock. But then also like I'll get into the the doobies with or without Michael McDonald. So, you know, Steely Dan yeah. kind of crosses right. over like 10% right. of their catalog is Yacht Rock. So then you get into the other 90%. So I've just been a huge Michael McDonald fan for pretty much my whole adult life. And uh, I have a group of friends that also loves the same type of music. And so about 10 years ago, so we would have been in our like mid to late-ish 20s at the time. And Michael McDonald was playing a concert at the Minnesota Zoo. Where it was like, yeah, it's like maybe a thousand people in an amphitheater. Really? There's, you know, there's like a giraffe peering over the fence over here. And, <laughs> I love and it. And then there's Michael, just gets up there in his little black t shirt and, you know, there must be some. He's just doing his <laughs> Michael McDonald thing. So we had shirts printed out of Michael McDonald's silhouette. It was one of his album covers from like way back in the day. And so it was like a black and white silhouette photo on the shirt. And we're sitting, like, literally second row. The youngest people there by four decades. 
And uh, before as they're setting stuff up, the stage manager looks over and like kind of elbows one of the other guys looking at us like, oh, these guys are great. So he calls us over before the concert starts. And he said, hey, love your shirts. Come down here after this is over, and I'll see if I can get you guys backstage to meet oh, to meet Big Mac. Very right? sweet. And so sure enough, like the show gets over, and they lead us down this I don't know, this like long street corridor and he's got a tour bus back there and he comes walking out of the tour bus, just soaking wet, oh, sweat, yeah. black shirt, just literally oh, like, yeah. dr- sweat beads <laughs> dripping from the bottom of his shirt onto the pavement, you know? And, uh, he talked to us for probably 10 or 15 minutes. Like, Hey guys, thanks for coming out today. Man. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. You guys want some pictures? All right. And so we just got like Michael McDonald's sweaty arms just around <laughs> us. <laughs> greatest night of my life. Second greatest night. Love my wife. Great sure, party. sure. Second, second greatest, greatest second night of my greatest. life. Yeah. Honest to God, that's a great minute story. Minute by minute, by oh. minute, by minute. God, I loved it. It was. I tell you what, the acoustics in that in that arena are amazing. The yeah. sound was just perfect. Really cool. It was a great show. If you ever get a chance, definitely do it. Uh, but uh, okay, I'll t- I got to tell Phil this story quickly, okay. <clears throat> and the Let's listeners too. So I get there, and I did not know this, but the company has a policy against having liquor in the suite when you have events like that. Yeah, the company can't buy the liquor, I think. Right. But see, I assumed I could because I don't work for the company. Right. And you're just buying your 25 closest friends some beer. Yeah. So I bought five six-packs of beer. And then I was told I shouldn't have done that. But it's like, but I don't work for you. We're partners in this deal. I don't work for you. I don't work for the Hubbards, right? I work with them. But, you know, and I understand I wouldn't do it again if they don't want that done. That's fine. It's your event. And I just didn't know. I just assumed because I, did, I wasn't an employee that I could do that. Mm-hmm. And then God punished me <laughs> for doing it. Phil Mackey. I bought five six-packs of beer. It was $1,000. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Touchdown. $1,000. Now I know why Stanley said, we ain't buying you beer. <laughs> Now I want to see Tom turn in that expense report. Oh, uh, yeah, that ain't happening. A thousand dollars for five six packs of beer. Yeah, they get you. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's like twenty six bucks a beer. Twenty six bucks. Damn. (laughs) Better be a really big beer. Oh, it's like you know Michelob Light. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, somebody yeah, wanted to try, try getting right like now. a double mixed drink down the hallway. Oh, that sweet level. What's that about seventy five dollars? Take out a loan just to finish that <laughs> cocktail. But I will tell you, man, and I got to mention this to all of you because all of your names came up. Uh, all of those uh, those uh, morning show fans that were in that suite, and then people in the hallways ran into a bunch of listeners in the hallways. Ran into people going into. The, uh, we must have met a hundred people going into the stadium, and then once inside the stadium. It was just a magnificent night. They they love this show. I will tell you that. Love it. They do. I mean, you know, not AJ so much, but everybody else. Yeah, you know. pretty much everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> but, that, but that's par for the course. Oh, Jesus! AJ's go, job man. should just be like twice an hour. Just come in with like a Michael McDonald, you know, seasoning of someone else's take. That's a that's a great take from Tom. God, if you ever get a chance, go see him. Go see him while he's still playing, because he's got to be getting close to eighty, isn't he? Oh, How old man. is Michael McDonald? He is. 
Actually, okay, so I, I do happen to have his Wikipedia page oh. open right now. Uh, he's 71 years old. That's Michael it? Michael McDonald. Wow. Uh, Ooh, he does look like he's pushing 80. I think he's he lived does. a good life in the rock and roll world. <laughs> you know? I think you might. That dude's I been on the road him. since the since 1912, you know, just <laughs> roaming around. So he was a backup singing. singer for Nat King Cole, I'm pretty sure, back in the day. Unforgettable. Unforgettable. <laughs> That's what you are. Got, we, you know, you and I got to put out an album together. Wait, Michael McDonald singing those chestnuts the roasting on the fire. the open fire. <laughs> what is happening to this show? We're having fun. Yeah. Come for the bad. Vikings discussion. Stay for the dueling Michael McDonalds. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, every, each and every one of you, I want to mention on the show that they adore you guys. They they love the show. Nicest damn people in the world. Every one of them, just a sweetheart. So one woman comes up, where's Catherine? Because Catherine was, didn't want to get anybody sick. So Doug Sprinthal went in her, in her stead. And this woman walks up and she goes, why isn't Catherine here? I said, because she's sick and didn't want to get you guys sick. She goes, I'm Bohemian. You would have had two Bohemians in the same suite. I'm like, okay, maybe next oh, time. Could so, have been a record-setting night. Right so it was very, very, very nice people. And I'm not just making that up because they showed up and they support the show. And mm-hmm. They're really nice people. They are Every one of them. Oh, there was a few of them because my email started going, acting like a slot machine <laughs> <laughs> over the weekend. And I was like, why? Oh, there must be some people listening to the episodes or podcasting it. And it was just messages after messages of we had so much fun at the concert and oh, sending pictures nice. and stuff. So it like you guys had fun. It was a great. So thank you to everybody that was involved in setting that whole deal up because that thing was just spectacular from the beginning. But I'm telling you, Phil, I know you got to get going, but Michael McDonald just killed it. God, he was good. Just a legend, man. He is a just legend. A le- just, just slinging fastballs at age 71. He just came from somewhere he- back in a long ago. <laughs> I just love that stuff. I love that stuff. That's amazing. That you're so- fool. See, he's got it. Yeah, but okay, we're going to keep you on the rest of the show. Let's go to a music break. Here's Phil Mackey. He came from somewhere back. I love it. All right, Palomino, we'll oh, talk man. to you. Right, we'll on talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving oh, happy to Thanksgiving. you guys. That's right. We'll talk to you soon. We won't talk to you again this week, but we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thank right. you, man. Take care now. Thank you, man. All, man. <laughs> that was great. Phil Mackey, ladies and gentlemen. We got to take a break. My God, I ran. That's my fault. I ran way too late. 